Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. Noel is on an adventure today. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you. You are here. That makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, Matt, today's episode is a follow-up on an earlier uh, listener mail segment from a few weeks ago. A few yeah, it's days been a minute. Ago, years ago. What day? What year is it? Who knows? I, I have no idea what's happening, where we are, when it is. It's all good. We talked about this previously. <laughs> yeah, I went out. I went outside uh, yesterday and actually had to go somewhere. And I felt just like Robin Williams in Jumanji, you know, when he burst out and he's here suit. Anyway, he's shout always, out. He was always here suit. <laughs> he was. He was. He was very much here suit and a hilarious man. Uh, so in this listener mail segment, you and I learned about a enormous ongoing controversy concerning the sport uh, and science of boxing and a person named Daniel Kinahan. Uh, Daniel Kinahan is an Irishman who currently lives in Dubai. He is a he wants to be a boxing promoter and he's got a lot of influence in the world of boxing on multiple levels. The, the world of what could be described as combat sports, I think, would be more accurate. He is also widely I want to be careful how I say this. He is widely suspected to be the head of an international crime ring, sort of like a um, maybe not quite on the level of Pablo Escobar, you know, who pretty much controlled a country at one point. But uh, it is like an alternate reality version of like what would happen if Pablo Escobar got into boxing in a big way. In, in today's episode, uh, we're taking a closer look at this story as well as the darker side of boxing overall. And yes, folks, we, we know what you're thinking. Wait, boxing? Two guys beating the shit out of each other in a way that can lead to permanent injury. What could be more wholesome than that? What do you mean dark side, guys? 
<laughs> How can there be anything wrong with that sport? Um, dude, that is that's a whole episode too, talking about the the lasting effects of the sport of boxing in particular. I mean, all combat sports, but boxing in particular due to the nature of the gloves and the trauma that happens to the head constantly. American football as well. I think mm. it was um did you uh work on that video with us about concussions? I did. I made that video. Yeah. You made that video. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what ha- you made that video and I was just sort of there, I think. You, I, <laughs> you wrote a lot of the stuff that Jason Jason Hoke, who formerly was head of content here or head of content at Stuff Media. Yeah, he does the voiceover. I can't. We don't even remember all the stuff we've done anymore. <laughs> no, no. But uh, <laughs> it's it's a serious thing like concussions mm-hmm. alone. But there's all kinds of other damage that can be done with it. So it, it there's already a, like a serious danger to it for anyone participating. But it also appears like there's a serious danger to people on the periphery and people who are running some of some of the show here. And before we really dive in, uh, we want to make it clear that we personally uh, under, understand the, that there is an art to this mm. pursuit. There is a science. This is not this is not the episode where Matt and Ben just dunk on boxing and, and the sport itself. We're actually, no. I, I think um, I enjoy watching it and trained just a little bit with it back in the day. But Matt, you, you out and out love boxing, right? Boxing has a very special place in my heart because my father and I used to watch it together. Uh, we had Showtime and there was, you know, Showtime always would have special fights like regular fights that would come on we would also uh, you know back in the late 90s when we were hanging out a lot together uh we would watch like evander holyfield go up against somebody we'd watch the tyson fight um so yeah there's a special place in my heart for it and and i i i did a lot of like you know karate and stuff when i was a kid so i was really into the like the strikes, the actual strikes, and what does it look like, and how do you avoid, and how do you evade, and um, yeah, I'm very much into the science of it. And actually, Ben, you and I have discussed before. This is a little inside baseball. We have discussed going into some MMA style training uh, right before the quarantine occurred. <laughs> um, Still so if you very know, much on no Krav Maga yeah. though. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, we can go, we can skip the Krav Maga, but I'm definitely down to do whatever training you're into Ben and uh so if you're a gym out there in Atlanta and you're interested hey we we want in if it's safe same um and and the reason I I should be clear Matt I I'm not saying categorically no Krav Maga I just think we should work our way up to it I'm down throw me in the deep end let's do it (laughs) (laughs) let's do it yeah and uh and and shout out to you for having showtime as a kid fancy you know what I mean? Yeah, I, baby. We had showtime. <laughs> I thought as a child, I thought that was for like sheiks and billionaires. Showtime. Shoot. I won't <laughs> even go into Skinamax because we had that too. <laughs> I, I learned a lot from pay for TV stuff. <laughs> has this, has the, I don't know whether there's a statute of limitations here. So Paul, uh, take this out, please. If I am skirting legal lines, but uh, I can't be the only person who found how to ma- found out how to make those uh, cable scramblers and black boxes. Right, that was a whole new was a whole new era for me. I don't know what you're talking about, Ben. All right, I know what we're supposed to be talking about. And that's boxing. Uh, that's and right. That's specifically, this controversy. So here are the facts. Right now, as we record, there is a fight brewing. Two fights, in fact. Uh, The date uh, for these fights remains unannounced, as does the venue. But the insiders and those in the know uh, believe it it may well end up being a fight held in the Middle East. There are two boxers, Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury, who are doubtlessly going to be familiar to boxing fans in the audience today. Both of these men are straight up champions in their own right. They're legit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so in this series of two bouts, the winner will become the first undisputed heavyweight champion in 20 years, basically. Yeah. And and that just has to do with all of the various 
organizations like deciding that this is the one person we are going to crown this one person because there are numerous organizations that deal with boxing where you know you can you can win a belt essentially for one organization another person can win a heavyweight champion belt on another organization but this is like the one the unified yeah exactly there's kind of a think of it like a, a pyramid shape of different organizations right and you fight you literally fight your way up to the top. So now we are at the peak of the pyramid. We're at the capstone. And this is uh, th- this is a huge deal, especially for our friends across the pond uh, on the other side of the Atlantic. Both of these fighters are from England. And that is why a lot of fans, a lot of pundits, uh, enthusiasts of the sport are calling it the biggest fight in British boxing history. And it is two fights, correct? I believe yes. it's, it's like they will fight once. Maybe one of them wins. They get to fight again just in case <laughs> or, you know, just to settle the score, or at least attempt to. And that's the one. The second one is like, I mean, the first one is a huge draw. Tons of money involved. The second one will probably be even bigger. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. No matter what the outcome of the first one is, uh, the world will be watching the second bout. Uh, just to give you a sense of their championships, uh, Anthony Joshua is the current uh, WBA, IBF, WO, and IBO champion. Uh, Tyson Fury is the WC and the ring champion. And our story today really starts uh, with Tyson, I would say, with Tyson Fury. Oh, yeah. And let's talk about him. He's a fascinating character. Really, really fascinating character. Uh, his We talked about on that previous episode, just wa- watching his rise to fame and to the championship matches and everything. He's a really interesting person. Uh, But in June of 2020, this guy, Tyson Fury, he went on Instagram, I believe, and he publicly thanked a specific person, a man named Daniel Kinahan, the one we mentioned at the top, the Pablo Escobar, allegedly Pablo Escobar-style figure, uh, thanked him for his help and influence in organizing this huge set of fights. And this simple call-out to a name has led to uh, a lot of strange things, a lot of revelations, really, about perhaps this person's involvement in the sport. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, side note, quick correction, which I, I thought was uh, hilarious and a little bit disorienting for all of us. In that listener mail segment, we talk about um, Tyson Fury's moniker, right, and his kind of like public persona that people have of him. Uh, he has been called the uh, Gypsy King. Mm-hmm. That's that's the name that they've used. Um, and of course, that's a problematic term, but that's what people call him. And that led us to conjecture uh, whether or not he was possible inf- inspiration for Brad Pitt's character in the amazing film Snatch, which still holds up. Uh, and so, Brad, I owe you a personal apology. It's because I said something like, look, he's an amazing actor. And that is true. It had to come from somewhere, though. So could it have been Tyson Fury? Well, that is probably not true, unless Fury is even more badass than we have ever imagined, because he was 12 years old when Snatch came out. And other distressing news, the disorienting part, Snatch is about 21 years old now, or will be this year. And it remains amazing. It is still one of my favorite movies. It's so good. So, uh, but but it, but honestly, if you're going to watch Snatch, watch Lockstock first because it's just as good, if not, I don't know, if not better. Just put yeah, it out there. You have to. They've always been a combo meal to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sure, absolutely. Like you got you got to you got to see the the guy Richie Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, yeah, so. That that's a quick correction on our part. As we said, time has been a little funny for us recently. But anyhow, so what's the big deal? Uh, boxers, uh, I, I would say world famous athletes in general, have a ton of friends. They have entourages. They know a great many people. Well, Kennehan, you see, is no ordinary boxing promoter. He, we want to say at the beginning, he has no convictions at all. He has a, he has a squeaky clean record 
If his record were, a, if his criminal record were a kitchen floor, you could eat off of it. There is nothing. Uh, however, he is wanted for questioning in three different places in Europe. Uh, and in 2018, an Irish high court claimed that he is, uh, in addition to being a fan of boxing, a senior figure in, quote, organized crime on a global scale. Uh, so furious yeah. public shout out there on social media, which would seem to be like a kind of ephemeral thing. You know what I mean? It's just a post with your friends. This led to a lot of uh, controversy and outrage in the Irish press and in the Irish government. Yeah, it, it certainly did. And that that group there is the Kinahan cartel. At least that's how it's referred to by the Garja and a couple other uh, international crime fighting organizations. And again, it's got a long history and we can, we can, we're going to talk about it here in a moment, but you're right. That, that quick little shout out, it just had some, it had some effects. The government in Ireland expressed a lot of, well, it what's called outrage in many of the publications, the papers that you'll read there coming out of Ireland, they call it outrage over Kinhan's role as Fury's advisor you know, saying things like, again, it's like just being publicly outraged, right? Like, ah, oh, we can't believe this is absolutely unacceptable. This is tragic. And they're warning that the reputation to, you know, boxing, this thing that we hold so dear uh, in clubs around the country and around the world, um, they're going to be sullied. The reputations are going to be sullied by this association with a guy who has been known to engage in, quote, activities which are completely and utterly unacceptable. And, and it's a tough thing, like morally to, to talk about something like this. And it's a whole discussion you can get into. Is boxing as a sport moral? You know, is there a morality there? Are we talking about, are we getting into the olden days of gladiators? Is that it's often compared to that when you're, you're you know, when philosophical discussions occur around that sport and any other combat sport. But, um, the activities, which are completely and utterly unacceptable, are terrible things. Murders and drug running and gun smuggling and all kinds of activities. So it's it's both weird to think of, you know, a country being outraged that this kind of person is involved with a sport that has an underbelly of a black market in betting. But it is true that it is outrageous that those things are occurring and somebody could be involved Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good point. It's a good point. There's a lot of money on the line as well, which, as we will see, fundamentally alters the equation. You're absolutely right. It's no secret that boxing has had its share of uh, unsavory characters and corruption and real life conspiracies in the form of financial shenanigans and fixed bouts aplenty. But so, again, what's the big deal about Kinahan? After all, let us not forget, here in the United States, boxing promoter Don King once literally stomped a man to death. And it was his employee, by the way. He stomped, he, he killed someone that worked for him by stepping on them. And that did not hurt Mike Tyson's career one bit. You know what I mean? That didn't hurt uh, other people's uh, careers. And, and Don King went on to continue working. But Kinahan as we will come to find, is a bit of a different case. We'll tell you why after a word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position 
warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Do you love boxing but hate the uncertainty of your hard-earned money going the wrong way on a bet? Yeah, that's the worst part about it. I've got all this money sitting around. I mean, a couple hundred. But I want to make sure that I'm going to double or triple, maybe even quadruple it. Yes, as fans of boxing know, predictability is key. That's where Fix-A-Fight comes in. Friends and neighbors, this simple app downloadable to your Android, iPhone, or IGU device will allow you to instantly participate in the real sport of boxing, betting and fixing matches. Wow. Well, okay, I download the app, I put my money in, like it asked me to, now what do I do? Why, it's simple. All you need to do is select the fight or sport of your choice, and our dedicated team of 24-7 Fixer friends will be on the scene, waiting to do your bidding. Need an errant chair thrown in the crowd? Do you need a referee to have a sudden bout of conscience? Well, that's where Fix-A-Fight comes in. For the low, low price of your firstborn child, Fix-A-Fight can give you guaranteed 100% predictable bouts that go your way when it's time to add up the books. Oh, wow. That's so affordable. I haven't even thought about kids yet. (laughs) This is going to be great. So don't delay. Download Fix-A-Fight today, a subsidiary of Illumination Global Unlimited. Fix-A-Fight is an illegal application and cannot be used in the following sports. Boxing, water polo, football, American football, synchronized swimming, pole vaulting, mixed martial podiatry, mixed martial arts, mixed martial ping pong. Use of this app triggers immediate investigation by authorities as well as association with organized crime. I fixed my wallet with Fix-A-Fight, and you can too. Here's where it gets crazy. All right, let's just ask, is Daniel Kinahan an Irish Escobar? Well, to answer that question, Ben, we have to go all the way back to 1977 when Big Dan, as he's sometimes called, was born. He's the son of a man named Christy Kinahan, who is arguably the most interesting person in this story. And if you if you want, you can really research that guy. Fascinating story. Christy Kinahan. That's his father. Dan or Daniel, currently resides in the United Arab Emirates, as far as anyone can guess, uh, Dubai, the, the city there that we've discussed before. And this thing called, it's, it's always referred to as the CAB, 
kind of like the CIA, I guess, in a way, but not really, more like the FBI. It's Ireland's Criminal Assets Bureau. They claim that Daniel Kinahan controls and manages this thing that they refer to as the Kinahan Organized Crime Group. That sounds very official. The media has dubbed it the Kinahan Cartel. It's uh, what we've mentioned earlier in this episode. And this cartel or this group, they believe to have been founded by the father of Daniel Kinahan, Christy Kinahan. Also known as the Dapper Dawn, at yes. least Christy is, mm-hmm. uh, because of his penchant for Panama hats and, and cool suits. So the authorities in Ireland believe that this Kinahan family, this organization, actively smuggles firearms and drugs into Ireland, the United Kingdom, and the rest of Europe. It is true that Christy Kinahan has in the past uh, been convicted of uh, of crimes related to this these sorts of pursuits but if you ask the authorities that didn't stop him from continuing this career they believe the Kinahan cartel is huge with connections ranging as far afield as the Middle East where uh, Daniel Kinahan is now to Asia and all the way to South America yeah we're we're talking russian involvement all all kinds of countries across the globe mhm kind of a a United Nations of crime. The Irish government believes that Daniel Kinahan essentially inherited the family banana stand, or whatever reference you want to make. Uh, He himself has successfully, he's in his early 40s, he has successfully avoided being A, murdered by rival organizations, which definitely attempted to kill him. Uh, one time famously attempted to kill him publicly, uh, publicly. uh, And he has also avoided being thrown in jail. But despite this, his name is indelibly attached to the most infamous gang feud in modern Irish history. It's like what you if you are in Ireland, you you wake up in Dublin, you read the morning paper, you see the name Kinahan. This is the first thing you're going to think about. That's right. It's a drug feud. It's called the Hutch Kinahan feud. That's at least how it's referred to. And it's a conflict that is the Kinahan organized crime group or the cartel versus this thing called the Hutch gang. And there's a person named Jerry Hutch, G-E-R-R-Y Hutch, who in particular is supposed to be the one kind of running the show in the Hutch family. And there's again, there's a large organization there. It's not some you know, small time thing. And there are many, many shootings, multiple shootings that have occurred in Dublin and Spain that are very high profile. There was a death toll so far, at least I think the count right now is around 20 or more, but at least 18 to 20 victims deaths uh, that have occurred because of this feud. And there's something like 60 arrests, I think. And, and honestly, it's weird because a lot of how this has been playing out ends up in what they would consider the tabloids in Ireland and other parts of the United Kingdom. And it's hard to tell what's fully occurring in the background, maybe that isn't being written about in the papers. Right. Yeah. So the Irish reporting, the Irish reporting will stays on this and the recent events have renewed interest in the feud, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, Irish authorities never stop thinking about this. And you make a really good point about what we would consider tabloid papers in the UK reporting on on these events, because, you know, it's got the sensationalist stuff that that is uh, fantastic for readership, right, for ads, yeah. for getting getting attention there. But how how accurate are they being versus how speculative or, or sensational would be a better word? Yeah, and and I don't mean to throw any of those publications under the bus. I would just say from our end here in the States, it's difficult to maybe parse sometimes what's, you know, like what's coming out of a publication in Belfast versus what's coming out of a a thing that is sometimes considered a tabloid. Yeah, exactly. And so the feud that began in 2015, murder of Gary Hutch, was Jerry Hutch's nephew, continues today. The most infamous of these events is probably the Regency Hotel shooting of 2016, mm-hmm. when people who were trying to uh, assassinate Daniel Kinahan ended up uh, fatally shooting 
an associate of the cartel named David Byrne. Uh, this this is like cinematic. It's a movie level altercation. People are dressed as law enforcement. Uh, one guy dresses as a woman. Uh, two other people, I think, get shot. Uh, but Byrne is the is the only fatality. And this gets a lot of coverage in the news because it's such a crazy story. And Matt, I love the point you made. We said, okay, these numbers might be a little bit tricky because we don't we don't know how much stuff went on that never made it to the to the media, right? Or never made it to the authorities. Oh, and just in this incident, and we did talk about it before. And Ben, you're doing a great job describing it. There, it's just important to know that it's taking place at a weigh-in. For a boxing match, that's when this thing goes down. They're in a hotel. You can see video that's occurring, you know, of the official, the fighters are up there. Some of them, you know, they've got their shirts off. They're like posing for the pictures. And then some sounds start occurring out in the lobby of the hotel and people are running for their, for their lives. Um, there's a harrowing video you can see where there's a child at one point run, rushing out of one of these back entrances, just saying, dad, what was that? I about dad, what was that? And like crying. It's, it's, it's awful to actually watch some of it. And you're right. That was the clash of the clans, which was, um, well, we'll get into, we'll get into why this event in particular was a blow to Kinahan's boxing career, uh, which I, I think it's fair to call the boxing career. So obviously, all of this context, all of this background, it is no surprise that when members of the Irish public read the name Kinahan in the news, they're way more likely to think of gangland murders than they are of boxing matches. At this point, they'll probably think of boxing too, but it'll be a, the second thing they think of. Uh, Kinahan seemed set for a number of years to reinvent his image. Think of don't think of me as associated with crime. Think of me as associated with boxing. I want to be a big player in the world of boxing, and he's been successful in that regard, especially in the Middle East. Uh, just last year in 2020, he was appointed as a special advisor for KHK Sports there in Bahrain. And in May of last year, he finally spoke to the public. He issued his first public statement on anything. Since 2016, since the events at the Regency Hotel during the Clash of the Clans. Mm. Yeah, he said, it is an honor for me to work with His Highness Sheikh Khalid bin Hamad Al Khalifa, Mr. Muhammad Shalid, and the entire team at KHK Sports. KHK Sports has made an impressive mark on the world of combat sports and has fantastic ambitions to grow into a global powerhouse. I look forward to working with the team to realize these dreams and further build Bahrain combat sports into a globally recognized presence. Seems pretty legit. Spiffy. Yeah. I mean, it's without that context, this is a pretty innocuous, polished statement. It sounds exactly like what you're supposed to say when you get a, a pretty prestigious job like this. You're an advisor to someone who is legally called his highness. Yeah, that's, that's wild. You know what I mean? That, that is the upper echelon right there. But there are opposing opinions about this, about like, so Canaan's never been convicted. So could you even say he's, quote unquote, turning over a new leaf? Uh, could you say that uh, this is not legitimate somehow. There are two really divided camps about about this guy. One group absolutely supports him, including boxers themselves. Reporters have asked plenty of boxers about Kinahan, and they get these positive answers with people saying things like, you know, he's a friend of mine. Everybody trusts him. Everybody respects him. And they'll also add, he's being unfairly treated. The press, they say, is out to get him. Uh, but people also praise his connections. And, you know, in his defense, this is not something that suddenly happened, didn't come out of the blue. Daniel Kinahan has been uh, into boxing for years and years and years. In 2012, he set up a company that was at the time called MGM Boxing. They're the, uh, they're the group that was running the weigh-in at the Regency in 2016 uh, for their event the clash of the clans, which I think is a weird historical coincidence, right? That there would be a clan war at the clash of the clans. Or at least that was the flashpoint. Yeah, that's interesting. 
Um, and, and that brand MGM boxing and, you know, all of the gyms associated with it and the, you know, the promotions, it changed names and what is probably, it was definitely a PR move. It was rebranded as MTK global, which that MTK stands for Mac the knife, by the way. And they cut ties with its founder, Daniel, Daniel K. Uh, at least officially, they cut ties with the founder. Publicly, they did that. And this was all in an attempt to get rid of the stigma or to try and avoid the stigma that came with that Clash of the Clans incident and in, and ensuing gang war. Yeah, exactly. The issue is that that's, that attempt to cut ties didn't work as well as they had hoped. Uh, and the stigma with MTK and organized crime still still remains Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now let's go to the other group the people who think this guy is definitely like a drug lord and a crime lord irish authorities a huge swath of the irish media are not buying this boxing promotion narrative they argue that despite not ever being convicted of anything Kinahan took control of the cartel from his father about five or six years ago because the Dapper Don wanted to retire and that now Daniel Kinahan himself directly controls, plays a leading role in a cartel that's doing billions of euros of dollars worth of business across three continents and all the while racking up an enormous body count in the process, which to me means that uh, if any of this is true, you can say one thing about Kinahan and boxing. He's not in it for the money, maybe, right? Like, he, he doesn't seem like a guy who's really sweating the water bill. Yeah, it's weird because when you're that close to boxing, we talked about this before, there's so much money to be made on on the level with a boxing match, right? Mm-hmm. With, with betting that is sanctioned, with the actual winnings, with all the money you make at a big event, in person or in on pay-per-view, there's a ton of money to be made up here. And there's so much more money to be made down here in in the the off-books betting or just in the darker side of the betting world. So he may be in it for the money to like run part of this business, but he, he doesn't need it personally, right? That's yeah. the whole point. Yeah, I think I, I got myself into a, a weird spot cognitively because ordinarily, <laughs> I like it. I like knowing when someone is uh, not in in something purely for financial gain, mm-hmm. because that means on some level they care about it in a way that cannot be quantified. And, and typically those, that, that kind of motivation results in, in better work, more, more passion. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. And authorities believe that Kinahan's ability to duck the law so well and so often comes down to what they describe as meticulous planning and uh, keeping an absolute minimum number of people in the know about business ventures. Dude, and and we didn't even really get into Christie's background too much. Like I said, fascinating read. I think he learned from the best. That's why if Daniel is, in fact, this mob leader, it, it he's good at it because he learned from his father. His father went to prison for quite a while and ended up earning two degrees while he was in prison, he even gave up the opportunity to leave prison early, early because he wanted to finish a degree while he was in there. He allegedly owns hundreds of millions of dollars worth of properties in many places, allegedly. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't actually seen property deeds or anything like that. But, um, you know, we're talking like $500 million home in one place, $160 million home in another place, like multiple properties, so many properties in Ireland. That guy, the father, was very good at what he was doing and apparently very good at hiding money and travel and keeping operations at yeah, very secret. And he is alive right now as we record. He uh, is happily retired in Spain. The father, mm-hmm. that is. Uh Yes. Yeah. There, there is a strong indication that I, I like the way you put it, that he learned from the best and people believe they've cracked the code. Uh, Detective Superintendent David Gallagher from the National Drugs and Organized Crime Bureau of Ireland walked through the hierarchy of the gang of the organization in court. And he said they have this structure. It's very clever. It's the kind of thing 
you know, you and I would do probably. Uh, they have subcells. The everybody's organized into these cells, and they're structured such that if an operation goes wrong, or if someone tries to turn into an informant, which Irish media calls turning tout. By the way, I thought that was so cool. If someone does try to snitch they will literally not have the information they need because they'll only know about their part of the uh, of the web, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, their part of the process. Well, and it, the, it's structured so that if somebody from that subcell is seeking information, specific information from higher up, it becomes an incredibly suspicious thing. And you, yeah, it, it's a way to root out people who may have turned tout. Yes, it's true. It works both ways. So authorities also maintain that, uh, yes, the organization's move toward the world of boxing may be real, legitimate, it actually has happened, but that doesn't mean that it's also, you know, not still a crime ring. <laughs> that's, that's basically their argument. They're making that face in court that Matt just made. <laughs> <laughs> so... There you have it. This story has some updates that we'll get to at the end of the show. But first, uh, let's take a break for a word from our sponsor, and then we'll come back to talk just a little bit about boxing and crime in general, where there is a great deal of stuff they don't want you to know. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. (laughs) 
All right, we are back, and we are jumping into boxing and crime in general. A little bit of corruption, a little side of corruption. Uh, there's an outlet called Journal.ie. It's actually really great. You should check it out if you can. There's a lot of cool reporting in uh, in there about boxing, <clears throat> just as the sport and this topic in general. Here's a quote from them. The sport and business of boxing has been infiltrated by criminal elements for the best part of two decades. The potential to earn large amounts of cash and to rub shoulders with the rich and famous at ringsides around the world proved alluring for Ireland's top criminals. Now, this makes sense. If you've ever, I'm, I'm going to take it to MMA instead of boxing, but it's, a, it's, it's not the same thing, right? From a sport, from a science perspective, from the sport itself, but in the events, boxing and MMA are very, very, very similar. If you look at something the UFC puts on and a, a big pay-per-view show, uh, let's say something that happened uh, not long ago, if Conor McGregor is fighting and you know, before, of course, quarantine and all of the coronavirus implementations where there's nobody in the audience. When you look at one of these big matches down at the front, right near the ring, there are going to be celebrities and powerful individuals, many times faceless, powerful individuals. Those who don't show up in the newspaper all the time, don't uh, you don't recognize them when their face flashes across. But that person in that audience may be extremely powerful. Yeah, absolutely. You get access mm -hmm. and and access is a extremely valuable thing. So to react to that claim, what do we say? Well, yes, <laughs> the conspiracy <laughs> is real. I mean, for numerous reasons, boxing as a sport has a long association with crime. And it also has just the way it's structured. It has a great potential to be exploited and corrupted. I mean, think about it, right? Um, I, I still, I always think of when we spoke with Brian Tui, um, boxing in particular, you have a very small set of what we could think of as players, primarily the two boxers, but we also have just a few officials, right? And, you know, a fight can be won based on a decision by those, those officials. So if w any one of those people is convinced to take a dive or if they're bribed to go one way or another with a decision, then it can be extraordinarily difficult to prove the fight was fixed, which means if you want to get into that business, you have two cool sources of revenue now. You can generate a ton of money through gambling and rigged outcomes. You can also launder a ton of dirty money because it's gambling. So what's not to love? Like, it makes sense to me. Um, I've never fixed a boxing match, but I can see the appeal for certain, certain people in the industry. And the weird part about it is for fans of boxing and boxers themselves, you're probably much better off now than you were in the 1950s when boxing was crazy dirty. Like the U.S. Senate investigated boxing. Uh, there's, a, there's a cool site we found called The Ring mm -hmm. that... Uh, that has a neat anecdote that I really think puts this in perspective. Sure, here, here it is. The very era that many recall as one of the sport's true golden ages was so brazenly filthy and infested with gangsters and other ne'er-do-wells that the January 31st, 1955 issue of Sports Illustrated concluded an investigative piece on the state of the sports with the sentence, Boxing Today is a National Scandal. Boxing wow. today. It's a national scandal. Back in the 1950s. So we often note the relationship between large amounts of money and corruption in multiple industries, right? In everything from investment banking to reality TV. The stock market. It. The stock market, of course. Uh, even without considering the Kinahan case specifically, it turns out boxing is no different. And that is a crying shame because boxers, you know, the actual people, not the industry surrounding them, are working their keisters off to be the best athletes they can possibly be. And as we said earlier, you know, there's there's a pretty compelling argument to make that boxing is as much a science in some sense as it is a sport. But you could say that there are two fights for every bout. One is the fight between the people in the ring. 
And the other is the fight, the ongoing fight that legitimate athletes and fans of the sport have against incredibly powerful forces that seek to poison the game they love. And as we draw to a close here, you know, Matt, obviously we have to point out at this juncture, there's been no accusation that Kinahan himself is attempting to rig this, uh, the world's most important upcoming boxing match. And in fact, Ireland is so scandalized by his involvement that no one's really bothered to float the possibility of him fixing a match or ask how likely that might be. Given statements of industry professionals and athletes, it seems like people in that industry, a lot of people overwhelmingly trust him. So there, there we find kind of the, um, the morality that we were talking about at the top. You know, it's, I, I, get, I get the sense, I don't know if you feel this way, but I get the sense that um, people believe Kinahan, regardless of what else he does, uh, probably holds the sport in very high esteem and would react pretty adversely. I think he would be offended if people said, hey, you're going to fix this match, right? And he mm. doesn't, regardless of what you believe, he doesn't seem like the kind of person you would want to offend. No, no. I mean, just because of his power in the sport, right? It doesn't matter if he's associated with any organized crime. He, his word means something generally. And and again, th- here's another quote. Just when talking about <laughs> his connections within the sport itself, outside of anything else, uh, here it is. Um, this is a source that said it's harder to find a boxer not linked to Kinahan than one who is. He dominates the boxing world and everyone knows it. Daniel Kinahan himself, as well as the organization that he's allegedly involved with and the Hutch gang that is the one at, at odds with the, the Kinahan cartel. It is weird to look at events and the social media feeds of popular boxers and MMA fighters, it is weird to see these characters show up in selfies. They show up in behind-the-scenes photographs of training. Um, it does feel like there's a real connection there. Although, you know, if you're not in the Garda, Garja, if you're not in the FBI or whatever, whoever, whatever organizations are investigating organized crime groups like that, it's tough to know whether any of it is real, whether just because they're associated in pictures, just because they're ringside, just because they, you know, own a gym, some organization owns a gym where important fighters train. It doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's in on the same game, but the connections and the associations, it's tough to, to miss. Yeah. Well said. Well said. And for a deeper look at the Kinahan case, uh, do check out the excellent BBC Panorama documentary Mm. we talked about earlier. Uh, They argue that Kinahan, regardless of his current associations with past or present companies, continues to influence individual boxers and players in the industry on a personal level. Like he's he, he is embedded in this. Um, in this enterprise in such a way that it's very difficult to take him out of it, you know? Uh, Also, recent reports from March argued that Kidahan might be branching out to soccer, football, for, of course, the rest of the world, through the actions of his former company, MTK, but that's kind of sticky because, again, officially he cut ties. And as the outcry over... Fury and Kinahan's association grew, Fury ended up distancing himself from Kinahan. With Kinahan's blessing, by the way, the way it's portrayed. It's it's got big mafia vibes, the way they the way they talk about it, you know. It um, does. But a lot of that might just be the reporters. That's that's another part of it. So there we are, folks. The world of boxing, the world of crime. The saga of Daniel Kinahan and the Kinahan family. What do you think? Again, this is a fascinating story for us, but we keep coming to, back to the fact that, you know, this guy has never been convicted of anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And do you, is it fair to judge the son by the sins of the father? I, I don't, I don't know if it is. And I, I don't think it is. Uh, but at the same time, there are dedicated law enforcement officers investigators who believe that this is what's happening. This is the thing. And there has been a ton of bloodshed. 
yes. associated here. Um, and lives ruined and destroyed. And, you know, that's a tough situation. But it's really hard, too, because as a fan of, of combat sports, like, I want to I wanna still be able to watch boxing matches and, and MMA fights and stuff. And uh, it, depending on how deep this corruption is, maybe I shouldn't want to do that. But dang it, if I... If I don't want to tune in, um, dude, since the, ever since the ultimate fighter, like, like I can't get enough of these things and I don't know why I don't know. I don't know if it's just some deep thing inside of us as humans that enjoy that the stakes of having two people like locked in a cage that have to battle with each other. Maybe there's just something deep, deeply in our nature about that in my nature, at least like, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it to go away. Because it's corrupt. I don't know. It's a tough one. We'd love to know what you think about all of that stuff. Agreed. Yeah, let us know. Uh, people who are familiar with the story, people who are familiar with the sport, we'd like to hear from you. And we try to make it easy to find us online. Yeah, that's right. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook where we are Conspiracy Stuff. On Instagram, we are Conspiracy Stuff Show. If you want to find us personally, uh, Ben's got Twitter and Instagram going, I think. That's true. Yes, the, the rumors are true. Uh, you can find me at Ben Bolin HSW on Twitter. Uh, the longtime listeners, you know what HSW means. And mm -hmm. uh, you can also find me on Instagram, where I am named in a burst of creativity, at Ben Bolin, B-O-W-L-I-N. How about you, Matt? You know, sometimes sometimes you, you tell us about where to find <laughs> you online, and then sometimes you don't. So. I know. I, I This time I'm not going to. What I am going to say, though, is the first time I ever met the founder of that thing called HSW that you just mentioned, I was on the set of a video called How Boxing Works. And, That's right. Mm -hmm, and it was the first time I got to be DP or run run the camera, essentially, be the videographer on, on a set. And it was great. We shot with an actual, I think he became a champion. When we, when we were shooting with him, this boxer, he had just won some competition. Um, I can't remember what it was, but he was incredible. Anyway, it's a weird, weird, weird thing. First weird. video. Are we becoming sentimental? In our I think so. <laughs> elder podcast age. Well, if that's the case, then uh, hurry up and get to us before we before we expire. Uh, hopefully, of natural non-boxing related causes. Uh, <laughs> if you don't care for social media, you can call us directly. We have a phone number. We're one eight three three S T D W Y T K. Three minutes. Those three minutes belong to you. Uh, tell us whatever is on your mind. Uh, we do ask, you know, that you include the following things. Give us your name or a sick nickname and let us know. If we can uh, use your voice or story on the air. Tell us what's up. Uh, give us uh, ideas for new episodes. And if there's something personal that you want to just tell, you know, keep between um, you and our team, then that's fine. Just throw it in at the end. But most importantly, do not censor yourself. If you have a story that doesn't fit in three minutes, then tell us the whole thing. Write it out. Send us an email. We read every email we get. You can find us. Uh, whether you are in the ring or out, outside of the ring at our good old-fashioned email address where we are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25. 
$25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Attention, true crime enthusiast, searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com.